So, uh, hey, what's going on, movie lovers? Uh, today, we are talking about Accident Man from 2018 on Cinema Shack. I am Jeff Porter. I am Kyle West. And, yeah, as I said, today we're talking about uh, a film that a lot of people probably flown under the radar. I mean, if you have Scott Atkins as a lead, not a lot of people are probably going to see it. But uh, we've watched it, and I love this movie. Yes, this is a movie that you recommended. I have I had also not heard of it, but I was willing to check it out, especially when we started when you started telling me about the cast of this movie. I am like, oh, I have to see this film. And it was on Tubi TV. So yes. of course, anything yeah. on Tubi TV is bound to be a movie that you and I are like, we have to do this. Tubi is a godsend. It's just filled with those BC grade movies that we love. And I, I don't even, I would, I, I, I guess you would kind of call this a B movie. It's but, a B movie, but I there's mean, nothing I, wrong with being a B movie. Yeah. You know, not, not everything needs to be a hundred million dollar budget Marvel movie connected universe, blah, 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 blah. And I mean, when you think about it in terms of what would categorize this as an A film, what would you do? Throw in a maybe a, a better lead, not a better lead, but like a more well-known lead? Well, and... like I said, when I initially started watching it, oh, this reminds me of a Jason Statham movie yes. without Jason Statham. Like if you would have put him, and I'm not knocking Scott Atkins. I love Scott Atkins. This yeah, is not Scott's a awesome. On, this is not a slight on him at all, but it's like if you would have put Jason Statham as the lead. Then it probably would have gotten that bigger release. And yeah, yeah, that's bit, the only more budget, a little yeah. more hype around it. But that's OK. The movie is quite entertaining. Yeah, I, yeah, I find it very entertaining. And like you said, as soon as you heard the cast, this cast is amazing. Scott Atkins, we've already talked about. I'm a huge Scott Atkins fan. I know you are. He's oh, yeah. just uh, a stuntman turned actor who just wants to have fun kick ass and make cool movies mm -hmm. like i'm down with that of course michael jai white you have spawn himself spawn. Uh, you sold me when you're like hey you gotta check this movie out the very you know me so well you're the very first actor you said was michael, michael j white. white yeah michael j. i knew white. i knew and that I'm was like, the oh, key. spawn <laughs> i knew that yeah. was the key um ray park darth maul darth maul uh snake eyes and gi joe uh, he why? was Toad in X-Men. Why isn't he in more movies? Because he is good. I like him a lot. I And I actually got to meet him. He's cool in person, too. Didn't you say he did a flip? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Like, uh, we were waiting in line, and people, you know, would dress up and bring lightsabers and stuff. And every single person ahead of us that we saw hand him a lightsaber. He would like, okay, I'm going to do it again. And he'd go out and there'd be like this mosh pit around Ray Park. And he would just start flipping and doing shit with the lightsaber. And he's like, getting kind of old. Sure enough, the next person, will you do it again? All right. <laughs> and he'd go out there and do it again. Like, he's just, he seems like one that's, of those people that just likes to have fun. That's crazy cool. And I love actors that embrace the parts that made them famous. Yes. Like, they're, they're, there are times that actors will kind of push back a little bit. Oh, maybe I don't want anything to do with that movie. It was earlier in my career or whatever, but yeah. it's cool the way that he, he loves and embraces the fact that he was Darth Maul. Yeah. I think that that's awesome. 
Yeah, definitely. And I'm sure that's probably where a lot of people would recognize him from, or not even recognize him, but just know that he was Darth Maul. But you know, Toad, he's Toad, Toad. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Snake Eyes and GI Joe. Like he's done a whole bunch of stuff. You know, he's just usually got his face covered or makeup and prosthetics, and uh, of course, big stunt guy. Um, yeah. So him, Michael J. White, Scott Atkins, Ray Stevenson as Big Ray. He was a Punisher for Warzone. I um, didn't recognize him at first. He, yeah, he's looking old. Getting old. Although, I have to admit, the mutton chops is a good look for him. He pulled off the mutton chops. He plays a good... I, I like he's the grizzly old veteran of the group the yeah you know he's he's retired uh kind of got out of the game but you know is still very deadly uh, yeah i i like that he's he's real good in that role he's underrated as the punisher i think too i i uh, think so too it was what punisher warzone yep was the flick that he was in yep that's that's worth a rewatch that's worth us doing i would watch that again it's been yeah. a while because I always, I always, always, always watch Thomas Jane, 2004 Punisher. I yeah. love that film. It doesn't take anything away from Warzone, but Warzone is just more of a, uh, with, with Punisher, you get kind of that, the backstory and you get more of character development with Thomas Jane, whereas Warzone is more just like shooting people, and blowing stuff up. Yeah. Which is why uh, I like Warzone. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Warzone, Warzone is also one of the few comic book movies directed by a female Lexi Alexander. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, directed uh, Punisher Warzone. Yeah, he's, he's, I mean, he's everywhere. He'll pop up in TV shows. He's done uh, The Walking Dead. He was Dr. Tim Faulkner, and then he'll go and do The Book of Eli. He was in Thor as Volstag. Um, mm, Three Musketeers right. film from 2011. He was also in G.I. Joe in Retaliation as Firefly. Um, there's not much that he hasn't done. Perhaps most notably recently is um, uh, the the pi- the pirate show. Uh, he was Blackbeard. Uh, Black Sails. Black Sails. Thank you. He was in uh, Blackbeard and Black Sails, which is fantastic. I absolutely love that show. Um, but yeah, he like you said, he needs to. He 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 he's just a great a great person to have. So uh, I had a comparison I want to make here, Jeff, about Accident Man after I watched it. And I'm like, oh, I know why Jeff liked this movie so much. Yeah, I'm waiting to hear. I I know why Jeff loved this movie. This is because if you and I sat down and were like, let's make an Expendables movie with B-movie actors, who can we get? This is our District This is our... Yes, this is our B movie Expendables with Scott Atkins and Ray Stevenson and Michael J. White, Ray uh, Park, Martin Ford. Uh, he's right. in it very briefly, but Martin Ford, um, even David Paymer, who who plays Milton, he he pops up everywhere. Yeah, and he's always just that little weasel character, but I love him. He's great. Yes. These are a lot of actors that you see in smaller roles and bigger films that are getting more of an opportunity to shine in this one. And I really think that that's what makes this movie work, is that it is a really good cast. There is a really good dynamic between all of them. Uh, It's also kind of a, 
I liked the dark humor. Yes, me too. I was I wanted to talk about that because yeah. um this is pretty recent, 2018. And you don't get a lot of that. Like we were saying at the top of the show, if it were a Jason Statham film with a bigger budget, I don't think you would get that. All of that would be gone. And then you'd just be left with kind of the ha-ha jokes and maybe a couple jokes about environmentalism. But I don't even know if that would make it in now. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> like, yeah, you're right. The dark humor in it really, uh, I think, helps it stand out. And I think that uh, I, Scott Atkins, um, I think probably... I know people are going to disagree. I don't know who the other Scott Atkins fan out there, but I think this is probably his best role where he actually gets to act and he's actually good at it. I know a lot of people would say like Boyka and the undisputed stuff, but he's not really, he's just like Drago in those films. Like he doesn't really get much right, room right. to shine. I think this film, this is Scott Atkins. This is what you can get out of him. He, he's got a little bit of that back and forth between being that, uh, I don't see them as people. But then in the same <laughs> film, he's like, I don't know why I loved her, but I did. Like He kind of bounces back and forth. I like it. I think it works. I like uh, his narration of the film. It was a little reminiscent of Sin City. Uh, oh yeah kind of the, yeah just the narration over top of what's going on uh that's cool i'm always a fan of that and i liked how it was almost kind of ironic it wasn't really fourth wall breaking but it was close yeah the way he was kind of talking to us about how he was going to do stuff and i really enjoyed that and some of that might be like you said sin city it might be because this is actually based on a comic book series that we were talking about from back in 1993 it's a very short series there's only three books but that might have something to do with it as well yeah and i wasn't aware that this was based on any kind of existing property uh until i had i had read that on imdb uh be interesting to see what the source material for this one is like i think you looked it up and it's dirt cheap yeah it's like two bucks a book yeah so that makes me really want to check it out, especially after seeing this. You probably downloaded it on my Kindle for next to nothing. Yeah, probably. Uh, we should probably go over the plot a little bit because it's an interesting kind of like, I like the setup. The yeah. setup for it is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, so it is a, uh, it's a gang of hitman, hitmen, and they uh, each have their own unique style which I thought was really cool. So Scott Atkins, like his way of going after targets is that he will make it look like some kind of accident had happened. Like uh, the name. Like the name of the movie. Hey, that's cool. So there's a scene where uh, he's on top of a building, a roof of a building, and he's waiting for a car to come speeding around the corner at like the right angle and the right speed and what is it? He shoots the tire out so that it looks like the tire exploded. The car loses control and it smashes into his target and kills <laughs> his target. And so it's like, oh, when the police investigate this, it just looks like, well, an accident had happened. Yeah. And so that's his method of going after his targets. And then there's a couple other characters. You know, you got the one guy who's going to use your poison. <laughs> uh, you got... You got your professional 
assassins. You've got your your madman with your axe who just goes all out brutal. Uh, the guy with the what's the one with the telephone book? Yeah, I love that guy. Um, yeah, he, I don't even he, know how to explain. Yeah, yeah, like he he's more, he was like the the tester kind of. Uh, he would try out different ways to kill people. They show him like with the microwave exploding and he makes those stupid band-aids that are actually acidic and maybe (laughs) yeah exactly he was testing them out Um, yeah so he's very inventive on his different uh, ways of doing it was uh, it fred i yes it was that was fred Fred. uh perry benson is uh the guy who played him he doesn't even have a picture on imdb (laughs) he's been he has a whole, over a hundred credits and he doesn't have a Holy picture. crap. And then there's the female assassin who reminded me quite a bit of Uma Thurman from Kill yes, Bill. Absolutely. Uh, she, Amy Johnston. Got, yeah, the Japanese samurai sword. And that's kind of her whole setup. So I thought that it was really cool that each of them had their own unique style and their own unique flavor to it. That's why I said, oh, this reminds me a little bit of like a low budget Expendables film because every person has a unique set of skills that they bring to the table. Uh, And they're all, and a little bit too, is a John Wick comparison that you could make where they all kind of hang out at this bar uh, and that's where they, they're all kind of, they're friends or they're at least friendly with one another in this environment. And that's where they get their, uh, their assignments for who they're going to go out to to kill next and a lot like john wick is when they're inside the bar this is bray stevens that's his bar yeah uh, that they're inside of it's kind of set up that like in john wick that they don't you know you don't go after one another that's their safe space is when they're when they're inside the bar so that's kind of the general premise and setup of all the characters no beating up belton i love that part <laughs> <laughs> it's written on a chalkboard it's like there are three rules when you're inside this bar. Uh, no spitting. No beating up Milton. And what was the first one? I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember what the, I should have wrote it. I knew I should have wrote that down. I, I think it's like basically no, no violence. You know, yeah, turn on basic, one another yeah, yeah. It was like no, 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 no fighting or yeah, something like that or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, so what kind of gets this going is because in the beginning he's doing that gruffled voiceover. He's like, I don't even mm-hmm. see them as people. I just kill them. And it's like, what gets him to the other side of this film? And why do we even care? You know, he's a hitman. Why should we even care about this character? Yeah. But you find out that uh, he, there was this girl that he really loved ended up. She was pregnant with his child which is this whole kind of subplot that is supposed to be like the main plot, but it gets kind of pushed down and convoluted. But essentially he had a pregnant ex-girlfriend who was killed and it ended up being that Mick and Mac were the ones who killed her. And so that kind of turns them around, even though they have this whole brotherhood, it's a little silly that like they have this brotherhood. It's not personal. They just do their jobs. He's killed how many people, but now because it was one of his, now he's gonna go off and uh, on a roll on a tangent and get back at everybody but so the 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 turning point of the film for me it's silly um but if you watch it and you know what you're watching just go with it 
and it's fun to watch him fight Michael Jai White and Ray Park in that dojo rolling area. And then you get another cool scene with them at the end. And so I don't know. I, I think it works though. It's a little bit the silly. Fight, the fight scenes in this movie are what? Phenomenal. Yes. That's really your meat and potatoes of this flick. I enjoy, you know, my big budget superhero Marvel movies. But it, you can tell, no matter how good the CGI and the special effects are, you can always tell that, oh, that's Spider-Man, and Spider-Man is CG because he's moving in very fluid, mm-hmm. unnatural ways. And so there's not really a weight to a right. lot of the fight scenes that we get accustomed to seeing nowadays because they're they're so slick and they're so produced. And What I like about a movie like Accident Man is that it's two actors in front of one another and they've learned how to do the, the fight choreography and they're professionals. Not actually, they're not actually hitting one another, but you know what I mean when I yeah. say, Oh, they're, they're, they're going hitting, for it. They're hitting one another. Like, yeah. They're not trying to kill one another, but you, you, you know what I mean? And the it, camera. It feels, yes. The camera captures it. There's no shaky cam. They don't do 50,000 cuts in between a punch and a kick. You see punch, is, kick, punch, I, I, kick, kick. It's like watching a dance. Right. And then they'll cut at the end, flip to a different angle, and then they'll go at it again. Yeah. That is absolutely... I hate the Born Identity movies uh, for oh, that reason. God, yeah. They ruined fight cinematography in Hollywood for... Well, we're still still, still suffering yeah. from, from Born Identity Uh so it is like you said it's really nice when it's like hey here's the camera here's our actors here's your fight scene like, and, and they're actual martial artists who know what they're doing and you can tell that they have years of training and they just go for it and uh we're kind of coming off of this i i sent it to you but scott atkins has a phenomenal youtube channel so if anybody's interested Go check out Scott's YouTube channel. It's just Scott Atkins. He interviews martial artists, action stars. He had Dolph Lundgren. He's had Michael Jai White. He had even Steven Seagal. He got Steven Seagal to talk humbly, which is <laughs> impossible. Right? <laughs> like he's in uh, Mark Dacascus. He's had all these people on there. In the Michael Jai White interview, they talk about this film and they talk about uh, how close they get to one another. And uh, he kind of jokes that like he could feel the bottom of Michael's foot as it like kicks him in the face and like brushes ooh, against his nose. Ooh, ooh, ooh. He's like, yeah, you got long legs. I, I misjudged it. And so they're going at it. And it's just, you know, they're getting within centimeters of each other, millimeters even. And that's, it just delivers it in a whole different way. Yeah, the fight scenes in this movie are excellent. Uh, like you said, the plot, I'm kind of give or take on the plot. Yeah. That was that that that's kind of I think it gets a little convoluted with the it, environmentalists it and she's uh trying to take down this company and they don't like it, so then they kill her, but then she's pregnant even though she's with another woman now. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what makes that, this film stand out that's is, not, is the that's not what you're here for. The action and I think the cast and like I said, just the fact that every assassin has a different methodology 
and such a different personality set between them. Like none of the characters are alike. Right. Except uh, maybe Mick and Mac. Well, yeah, but, but they're, they're a team. kind of one. Yeah. They're yeah. they're a team. I count them as like one, you know, one character. Like you said, they're a team. So they're yeah. supposed to be they're the professional you know, military style assassin. So that it, it works for them in that instance. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think. Um, and another thing is the pacing of the action, I think works really well. Um, you can see them getting more tired, more worn out. And especially, I think it's at the end when he runs into Fred at the bottom of the stairs and Scott just goes, fuck Fred. <laughs> it's like, yeah, seriously, like another one. Of- and uh fred's just fred. standing there with his briefcase and he's like i don't really want to do this but I'm i have a, to i'm a dexterity killer i'm not all that yeah, punching like, stuff is for you guys and he just fucking drops him anyway but i think there's a lot of good instances like that where it kind of stops like the, for a moment and they catch their breath i i do really love the way he never wanted to hurt fred like <laughs> <laughs> there's something about fred something about fred Meanwhile, he's just going through a phone book and killing random people. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like what, why, what makes that character? Like, why do we like that character so much? It's, I it's, don't know. It's the actor. Yeah. I like the I like the actor. I mean, meanwhile, like all these characters are just terrible people. But at the same time, like you're kind of rooting. Like you're obviously rooting for for Mike, but it's it's a weird thing that happens. This movie reminds me of years ago when I used to work at the video store and we'd get our box of new release movies that would come in that, oh, I got to check them in for, you know, Tuesday. Tuesday was new release Tuesday. And uh, you'd go through the box and you'd have like, I don't know, like 10 copies of Accident Man. And you'd be like, what the hell kind of, I've never heard of this movie. And so you take it home and you watch it and you're like, holy shit. I've never heard of this, but this is really good. And then so you just start recommending it to people. Yeah. You're like, hey, you want a good kind of action movie? Well, check out Accident Man. Like, I thought that's what was really cool. It, it totally reminded me of those days of like yeah. just working at the video store and going through the box of movies and like, wow, look at this one. This is cool. How come I've never heard of this before? Yeah, this is I, like I, I should say this. This is one I kind of accidentally watched. Um <laughs> I think the first time I saw Scott Atkins outside of like his stunt work was maybe Ninja. And that was, I watched I, on Netflix because it was there and I it kept getting recommended I, to me. I've never seen it. Is that I good? like it. Yeah. It's, it's, I yeah, on, it's fun. I have it on Blu-ray. If you like this, you'll definitely like Ninja. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the first time I, and I, just watched it because Netflix kept recommending it to me. So I watched it. I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. And then, so then I'm like, man, Scott Atkins. And then it recommends other stuff. And so I watched a couple mm-hmm. other things. And then I, I, he had always been in the back of my mind. But then I want to say it was just a couple months ago that I watched this for the first time because two, I went on Tubi to watch Tubi Tubi. I went on Tubi to watch um, <laughs> Avengement, which is his 2019 film which uh, is also very good. And then it starts recommending stuff. And I was like, accident, mm-hmm. man. And then you click on the thing, it pulls up the Michael Jai, why rape? And like you said, with the cast, I'm like, well, now I have to watch this. 
So I ended up staying up after that and I was already jacked up on Avengement. I thought was really good. I think this is better than Avengement. And Scott's like one of his big characters aside from Boyka is Dean Burgess in Avengement where he plays like this ex-convict. He's got this crazy grill shaved head. Like he just looks like a freak and it's a very memorable character. And then you watch this where he's just basically himself and it's almost better. So I, I don't know. I accidentally watched this a couple months ago and I was just, I was addicted to it. And of course now Tubi's recommending me everything else. So I watched, um, I think it was called like uh, devil dog or something dead dog, mad dog or something. I ended up liking that. Savage. So, I got his IMDB up. It's called savage dog. Savage dog. Yep. I watched that and that was fine. And so now I'm just addicted to these Scott Atkin films. And, uh, Every once in a while, he'll get that. Like he was in Doctor Strange. He'll come up, he'll pop up. He, and now he was in like Itmon 4 and he's going to be in John he's, Wick 4. He's going to be in John Wick 4. He was in Expendables 2. That's right. He was the bad guy. Mm-hmm. He was the bad guy with uh, John Claude. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Yeah. He was he, in X Men Origins Wolverine. He's Deadpool, right? Yeah, he played Deadpool. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh i think he did did he really did he do the stunt work for deadpool yeah because he's just like that he doesn't have a suit or anything yet and he's just that weird oh yeah kind of thing. yeah 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 that's why he's credited okay yeah weapon 11 or whatever it is weapon, weapon 11 i didn't understand the credit until yeah you said that that's right deadpool Deadpool. I'm making, yeah, it, I'm making the, finger quotations. Yeah, Deadpool. It wasn't, it wasn't really Deadpool, but right. they tried. Look at this. Black Mask 2. Yeah, I didn't we, know that. We've, we've, uh, I got Did you to watch cover? Black Mask. Yeah, I got you to watch that. We talked Did about we it. Did we cover part two? No. I don't even, I, this is the first time I've seen anything about it. Black Mask 2 with, uh, Andy on as Black Mask. Tobin Bell from Saw. Oh, I'm down. He's in it. John Polito. Tyler Maine. Huh. Uh, oh, how funny. He Andrew was in Brynarski. the Born. He was in the Born Ultimatum. Really? Yeah. Is that the third one? I think so. 2007? Yeah. Probably. Really? Dude, this cast. Black Mask 2, Tracy Lords, <laughs> Rob Van Dam, RVD. Tyler Maine, Scott Atkins, Tobin Bell, John Polito, Andrew Brynarski. Wasn't he one of the, uh, was he Leatherface? In, uh, what was the one that we watched? Um, I couldn't. The tell beginning, that. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning. With uh, Jessica Biel, or yeah, Jessica Biel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he was uh, he was Leatherface in that. He's in uh, Black Mask too. We might have to the check more, out that. The more you know <laughs> of <laughs> dumb movies. Oh, this and I find Unleashed. This I find some of my. Oh, really? We we watched Unleash. He was uh, in that scene where Bob Hoskins throws Jet Li into the swimming pool to fight those people. He's one of the guys that attacks him. 
Speaking <laughs> of speaking of Bob, we gotta do the Super Mario Brothers movie sometime. Oh good lord. I love that movie. That movie is so good. R.I.P. Bob. <laughs> he hated that movie, but you know what? People are coming around to it where they're like, it it is not a good Mario movie, but it is this weird sci-fi kind of oddball entertaining thing. I like That's it. True. Yeah. Yeah, I guess Ninja was 2009. I was thinking it was like 2011, 2012. But yeah, it is. uh... And then soon after that, Expendables 2. Ninja, Undisputed, he's been doing forever. Zero Dark 30. Legend of Hercules. Like he, he gets into these other larger films, but he's just never the the main guy hard target that's a good one too like frank grillo you frank and grillo love, and Scott you and i Atkins. love frank grillo we need to get them in a movie that would be good they could be brothers yeah triple threat is another one i would love to go to scott atkins eco Iwa from the raid tony ya michael jai white michael bisping so many great people so with this being back to back to accident, yeah, man, now that we're going on IMDb, man. Um, so <laughs> it, since this was your first time watching, kind of what first, what was in your head when I told you about it and you were looking at it? And then what did you think right after you watched it? Um, what I thought going into it is that, oh, this is going to be. Uh, I thought it was going to be more of a group dynamic where it was like all of them were going to have to work together to take down a target and use all their different, you know, their different styles uh, to take someone down, which actually I think maybe would have been a little more interesting because uh, you kind of could have, you kind of could have done the Avengers thing where you, you pair them up <laughs> in groups and you, you know, you pair them up in groups and you get to see how they work together to, to work towards a common goal like that was kind of what i was expecting so i wasn't expecting the movie to be about them ultimately going against turning one on another, each other turning yeah. and going against one another uh i was really Im- impressed with the action sequences uh so when i was done with the movie i thought you know that that's worth re-watching again to kind of retake in knowing knowing what i know about the film's plot that's kind of give or give or take on that yeah uh i think it's worth re-watching for the action sequences to just enjoy uh knowing that well it doesn't matter so much a little bit about the parts between it it's just like and and enjoy those set piece moments that the film has to offer that's kind of what i thought of it that's interesting i didn't when I first saw it, I wasn't, uh, I didn't get that impression right away where like they would work together. I almost like that idea better now. I think that would have been a better way to do it. That's, that's what I thought. I'm like, oh, that would have been cool. But I mean, I, I do, I do like how it turned out and especially for what it is. I think it still kind of works. Um, like you said, I could, we're talking about this as a Jason Statham film without Jason Statham. Mm-hmm. I think this is a Frank Grillo film without Frank Grillo. <laughs> without Frank Grillo, yeah. See, I love uh, heist movies 
in general. Anytime you get a good heist film where it's, uh, what was that? What is that one inexplicably good Fast and the Furious movie where they have to steal the bank vault? Five. Uh, five? Five is my favorite one because it's all the different characters. It's that group dynamic of the heist aspect of it uh, coming together to steal that bank vault. That was kind of what I was hoping that this movie would be. Was that like, oh, all all these different characters working together with their different you know, their different skills uh, working towards a common goal. So that was what I was hoping. Uh, yeah, I, I could see it working that way as well. I think, it, I, yeah, I think for what it is, though, I think everything kind of works out. If you kind of yeah. park your brain at the door before you walk in, I think right. it's kind of one of those films where you just kind of be like, okay, it's like going to see a fast movie. You know, if you go to watch Fast and Furious, you got to kind of, Put your brain in the bucket before you go in. Along with your car keys. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so was there any uh, scene in particular that you wanted to talk about or anything that kind of stuck out to you aside from just kind of the general fight scenes? Um, I liked the... Uh... Oh. It was the scene with... Uh... Spawn and Darth Maul. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Spawn yep. and Darth Maul, the first time that they fight uh, Scott Atkins. Uh, and he's kind of flipping them through. It's like they're inside that office-looking area where he's flipping them through the different panes of glass. Do you remember that sequence? Well, like towards the end when they're like suited up and they come to shoot him? Yeah, yeah. correct. Yep, yep. Yeah. I thought that that was really neat. I like that sequence probably the best. Okay, that reminds me. That scene stole a scene from a Jet Li film oh, that yeah? we've watched called Kiss of the Dragon. Uh-huh. Between the grenade and the cue ball. Remember when he, or the eight ball? <laughs> yes, I do. Jet Li jumps up on the pool table, fucking boots that eight ball, hits the dude in the head. Scott does that. He pushes himself off the table, does that kick, kicks the grenade back at him. Right. That's a Jet oh. Li thing. Nice catch. That's cool. Like as soon as uh, yeah, I, that's that was awesome. That was kind of a cool, um, uh, whatever you would call it, but homage. I, I, homage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Homage. I don't know if that was for that, but I it oh, has it had to, to be. be. It like, had to be for as what? much as these guys. For as much as these guys are into stunts and stunt work like that, like you have to believe that, like, hey, here's this cool bit from this Jet Li movie. Let's let's do something similar to that. I, I think it has to be. Um, so coming out of this, um, I know you're already a big fan of these type of movies, Scott Atkins and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, from the films that you've seen, where would you kind of rank this for like Scott Atkins, Michael Jai White, like this style of, of film? Is this kind of towards your, the top of your list? This is one of the easier ones, I think, for your average moviegoer to get into and watch because, uh, it's it's the tightest it's got one of the tighter narratives to it um not so much in the story but just in terms of like it moves along quick you're never in one particular story beat too long uh even when we do a flash there's a little bit of a flashback sequence 
Uh, oh yeah, I liked that. Yeah, I thought that that was that was cool. It was cool that they did that as well too. But it's like we you never somehow you spend the perfect amount of time in each sequence, even with the fighting scenes, they never go on too long. So I think that this is the easiest for just your average moviegoer to get into. And it also succeeds because it it takes itself seriously. It takes the action seriously, but there are enough jokes spread out in the movie. Yeah, it, yeah, it takes yes. the action seriously, but as a whole, it doesn't take itself too seriously. Right. It's it's okay. It leaves room to, to joke around. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, we're not... The world isn't on fire and we're not saving it from space aliens. And it's like... <laughs> right. The, the stakes are not huge in this movie. And I appreciate that because a lot of movies are so big that you don't have room to just crack a joke about the right. environment or crack a joke about how these else. characters are acting, you know, how yeah. they're acting kind of ridiculous. Yeah. You know, coming off of I, that. What... Yeah. C- coming off of that. I think it, it, that's the way I would describe it, especially if somebody, if you're trying to get somebody to watch Scott Atkins and you're like, no, he's phenomenal. He's a great martial artist. Awesome action scenes. Watch I this think, movie. I think this would be the, first one because it yeah. kind of has the the like you said kind of the tightest plot keeps itself together kind of runs itself to allow an, a wider audience and then you start showing them savage dog avengement stuff like that afterwards right right um so i think that's a, a pretty good discussion is there any uh, kind of final thoughts you want to say before we wrap this up there is a part two in development oh, yeah. uh what do you think? Do we got a little franchise on our hands? A little lower budget accident man franchise? Uh, I would I hope so. I who, mean, there's. I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. Who is one actor, realistically speaking, actor that they could get to add to the second film that you would like to see in the sequel? Iko Iwa from The Raid. Okay. Oh, okay. And I think he's even done a. I think they did Triple Threat together. So I think they've even been in a film together. I, I think that gonna, would be an interesting. I'm going to go with Donnie Yen. Okay. Kind of along the same lines. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I thought was the one thing that was kind of lacking a little bit was that that Jet Li martial arts style. Yeah. Uh, so Jet Li might be a little too big of a name to bring in for, for a sequel. But uh, Donnie Yen, I feel like they could get Donnie Yen for a sequel. Oh, yeah, that would be good. Donnie Yen, even uh, Tony, Yaw, I think, would. I mean, fit in. we have to and we have to say it. Frank Grillo. Frank Grillo, of course. Yes, you can get Frank Grillo. They could get Frank Grillo. I think they definitely could. And I like see- I said, they bring him in. This is my older brother. <laughs> I think there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of similarity yeah, between yeah, yeah. Scott and Frank. Uh, so the sequel, Scott Atkins looks like he's back and uh, Ray Stevenson oh sweet is is back he's on there too well yeah so everybody gotta, else is dead except for uh fred uh, fred fred's still with us so he could come back fred. i like that but yeah so it's gonna have to be a whole new cast yeah that would be cool that's a good idea him. yeah it could kind of li- be like rebuilding the oasis and getting new yeah. assassins and stuff and I don't, I don't know that's that's what i would do with this where i would turn it into 
B-movie Expendables a little bit, where it's like, well, who were these other kind of... I hate lower tier, because they that makes them sound less talented. Right. But some of the lower tier action stars, like, who could we bring in? I bet they could even get someone like Dolph now. Bring in Dolph Lundgren. Bring in... yeah. Someone like uh although Dolph Dolph has had some pretty high profile releases here lately with Oh yeah. You know, he was in Aquaman, he was in Creed 2. Uh, Creed 2. You could get uh I don't even know. I mean, I think we've said a lot of them. Donnie Yen, Ikil Yua, maybe Tony Ah. Um yeah, I don't know. What about um Oh yeah, Frank Grillo. Um um okay. Suicide Squad, uh Rick Flag. Oh, Joel Kinnaman? Yeah, can you get Kinnaman for something like this? I think so. Or would Kinnaman would he have he'd have to star in it? Uh, he does star in Suicide Squad really though. Yeah. And I mean, he got well, I don't want to say anything, but I love, I love Joel. I love Kinnaman. Kinnaman would be good. Yeah. What about um? Uh, there's got to be one more that I'm trying to think of. Who Brendan was Fraser? Brendan Fraser. There you go. <laughs> there. Um. He's in every. He's always the. Uh, he was in Never Back Down. He's in Gladiator, the bald black guy that's in everything. He pops up and uh the hell. I can't I can't think of his name now. But uh Terry Cruz? T- I mean, yeah, Terry Cruz. <laughs> he's already an expense. You're, but so. you're not talking about Terry Cruz? No, no, no. no. Um he's got his his name's got oh Jiman Hansu. Okay. I think uh I think he, something like that would be all right. Yeah, I don't know. There's uh, what would you think of for the bad guy? I mean, like, would you use a Donnie Yen for the bad guy, maybe then? Oh, that'd be fun. I think that would be a challenge. How do you take yeah, down Donnie would... Yen? <laughs> that'd be fun. That'd be tough. Scott, Scott Atkins, Donnie Yen fight scenes. Yeah, that sounds good. I think they already have too. In uh, Itman Four. I haven't seen the fourth one yet. Yeah, Donnie Yen. Oh man, Donnie Yen and uh, Scott Atkins have this brilliant fight scene inside. It's like um, oh, it's almost like a uh, like a furniture kind of store. But the, I mean, there's like lamps and mirrors and glass everywhere that they're trying not to break. And uh, there's this little kid that's like riding his bike around the store. And every time the kid comes by, they like stop and they're like, "Hello." And they wait for the kid <laughs> to go through, and then they start going. It's fantastic. Is that's the fourth one? The fourth one. I haven't seen the fourth one. I've it's, only seen the first three. Oh, you should watch the fourth one just for that scene alone. I think it's it's worth it. Um, that'd I be a, that, that'd be a that that's a fun franchise for us to talk about. Yeah, I, I and especially because I don't get me wrong, I love the Ip Man franchise. But after like the first second one, it almost gets cartoony at some points. They go for more like yeah. an anime style, which is still fun. 
but it's just such a contrast between the first one and like the the sequels but the fourth one that scene with scott atkins and him is is fantastic i think you would love it all right um so i don't really have anything else i just think that uh obviously if you've seen it and you're listening to this kind of uh maybe comment like what your favorite scene was or uh who you would add to a scott atkins accident man 2 who what actor would you like to see and then uh i think we already have our our next movie planned so we're gonna do that and uh can we, can we talk about that real quick yeah go what for we're it gonna do next we're gonna do uh one of my picks next we're gonna do the shallows which is one of my favorite shark movies i have made. not seen it you sir is that pretty recent you are in for a treat. I yes, it is fairly recent. I don't remember the exact year that it came out. I remember seeing stuff about uh, it. That's what 2000, uh, 2016. Is that Amber Heard? Blake Lively. Oh, right. Blake Lively. Same yeah, thing. Yeah. Except <laughs> well, Blake doesn't poop and stuff. Yeah, one of them's a giant piece of shit. <laughs> and it's not and it's literally not yeah, and it's not Blake Lively. Blake Lively, you, Blake Lively is uh, with with uh, with Deadpool, right? Her and her and, uh, and Ryan Reynolds are together. Yeah, I I couldn't tell you. I really don't follow up on that kind of stuff too much. Uh, you sir are in for a treat with the shallows. Uh, and for everyone listening, like one of the reasons I picked it is because it's an excellent movie, but outside of like jaws or deep blue sea like people oh, don't talk people sea. people don't talk about like shark movies all that often and this is one of the best shark movies that hmm. you can watch so i am excited to talk about it interesting yeah i'm looking forward to watching it it's been a while since i've seen a good shark movie like you said deep blue sea oh that's that's a great one but yeah, I'll give this a watch. We'll talk about this. And then uh, I think pretty soon, probably by then, uh, the new Candyman will be out. We'll probably go be going through that. Yeah, that comes out like in a couple days as of this recording. So, so yeah, we'll definitely be doing yeah, that. We'll, then. Yes, we will. All right. Well, I think that's it for uh, Accident Man. I think we've rambled on long enough. Um, so we'll see you guys uh, uh, the week after this uh, uh, post. Thank you guys for listening and remember to comment below. Uh, Exit Man 2, who do you want to see in that cast? We'll see you next time.